Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers Podcast, and we are back in the building. I hope you guys are doing well on this quarantine. Um, I am going a little bit stir-crazy. I have been in this same room in lockdown since March 14th, and um, we get out May 11th in France. Our numbers are going down. Life will probably be back to some, a quasi-normal state probably mid-June. I was thinking about moving back to New York because my purposes in being in France were frustrated. Um, not so much writing the book, but, you know, carrying on conversations with French people, um, French life, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I kind of wanted to get back to a sense of normalcy because um, I, want, I, missed my fr- I missed friends. I miss seeing faces. I, I, I feel very, I mean, absurdly alone right now. Um, probably one of the most alone I've ever felt. Um, Lone and actually close. I've been talking with a lot of friends on the phone. It could be definitely worse. Uh, in order to keep myself busy, I've been writing on Quora, making TikToks, doing these podcasts, organizing my book, reading, 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 and then um, talking with friends. But I haven't been able to go to the gym. Um, I don't run mainly because we're only allowed out once a day. And if I want to have to run to a pharmacy or something like that, I don't want to use up my one chance of leaving the house on that. And yeah, it's, um, it's been interesting, but I do want to take this time to talk about something that's actually really scaring me. And the thing that's really scaring me is the conspiratorial part of the internet becoming more and more powerful. And I want to explain why. Why is it that we believe in conspiracies? Why is it that we are now more susceptible to conspiracies than ever? And what is it that you can do? What is it that you can do to defend yourself against these false flags, false crises, and know what sources can be depended on in a time, in a crisis, and basically your own edification? And so... Um, I'm going to tell you this as a former conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. Um, I believed in a lot of conspiracies in my um, late teens and early 20s. Um, and it was it, it was during that period of my life, I was the most um, arrogant. So conspiracy theories are combined with two things. Arrogance or three things. Arrogance, lack of knowledge, lack of like having a system, a coherent understanding of things and a earnestness to want to know things that others don't. Right. And when you combine those three things together, you get a conspiracy theorist. Now, the arrogance component is, is the arrogance that you know something that a majority of other people don't know. Right. And you're, 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 you're clued in and that you figured out the game. But the ignorance is you don't actually know that much history or you don't know that much. You don't have an organized system of thought. So you don't understand economics. You don't. And with the Bill Gates thing, which is. The catalyst to me making this podcast is a lot of people believe Bill Gates is doing this to make a trillion dollars. He made he invented Corona to make a trillion dollars and that he is basically trying to control one world government us by making us all get vaccinations and and make us all his slave. And those people don't understand how economics work. They don't understand his real portfolio. They don't understand how people make money off of pharmaceuticals. They don't understand that vaccinations are a horrible way to make money. They don't understand that Bill Gates has been talking about this for five years. They don't understand the reason why Bill Gates has a patent on a type of coronavirus is because he knew that it was... Anybody who is familiar with epidemiology knew that it was more than likely going to be a corona-type virus that was going to that was going to have the result that we had just from MERS and SARS, et cetera, et cetera. 
But the people who believe these conspiracies don't understand that. They don't understand the contextual nature of it. They don't understand the economic machine on how people like Bill Gates have lost billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of dollars with lockdowns being implemented all over the world because they're so diversified and usually they're diversified in essential industries to help diversify their portfolio. But still, even then, they're not doing that well because their money, no matter what, when their economic machine slows down, you don't make money. And um, they don't understand that. So they're massively ignorant. They're massively ignorant on a, a lot of things. And but they, the, the thing is, they want to. And this is the third part. They want to know. They want to know things, but they don't want to do the work to actually know things. They don't want to read actual books. They don't want to understand actually how economics works. They don't want to understand how physics actually works. And with the case of flat earthers, they don't want to understand um, history. They want to read a false history to be arrogant, to feel like they know something that others don't. And they want, they want to continue being ignorant because they don't want to explore sources that you and I would use, that professors would use. Because in order for them to stand out in that way, in order for them to stand out in, in the collective game, they would have to do a lot more work. And so the, their, the education level, the, um, and then the fourth thing that really has contributed to this is, is that we have all been shown how valuable, how misleaded, misguided, um, unscrupulous, immoral that all our platforms of education can be. And how Foucault, Foucault actually talked about this in um, that you there is a thing called biopower. And I'm going to butcher... Um, some of this to an extent, because uh, I, my my understanding of Foucault is just a cursory um, glance um, while exploring um, philosophers and ideas. But Foucault basically said that all of our all of our knowledge flows through systems of power, which is true. Um, in education, you're not going to do things that are you're not going to really have an education that's not in vogue in academia, right? In in, cert in certain regions, there's a this biopower, this institutional power, this this funded by by beneficiaries, by um, trustees, et cetera, et cetera. These all basically shape our knowledge, shape how we look at the world, shape how we understand things. And this is all done through the film, the prism of a person's incentive to shape your mind in a particular way. Um, for example, I went to Baylor University. It's a conservative university. The Koch brothers, um, the um, basically, I think David and I think Bill Koch. I think that I I don't know. Um, I don't remember their names. First part of their names. They're both evil. <laughs> um, basically, funded a bunch of conservative economists working at our business school, and so they gave the school like a couple million dollars, and in order for them to hire like three or four conservative. Um, academics who would promulgate their libertarian ideology to another branch of people. And then those branch of people would go on to have the education that they had. And that's a sense of biopower, right? But it doesn't only just happen conservative way. It happens in the left way as well, right? We, we all, there's, this, this is happening all over the place. And so with people having the knowledge of this, we have the knowledge that even the, the prism that we're using to get knowledge are valuable. We end up distrusting everything. And when you trust nothing, then you believe what you want to believe. And we tend to believe what is both the easiest to understand, but most people would reject. And that allows us to feel superior, calling people sheeple, all these other things. Even in the black pill, black pill, um, I don't know if you, any of you guys are black pillars or red pillars. Um, for those of you who don't know who black pillars or red pillars are, black pill is um, the ideology of the incel, um, basically that only looks 
to some extent, looks maximally matter. It's a 99%. Like, if you look attractive, then you will get girls and, and any... And, and it's, and basically it's a very hype and most of the looks component that matter are, um, have to do with your face and height and red pillars believe some of that, but also believe like, um, you know, bodybuilding or whatever, or behavior shapes, females attraction, blah, blah, blah. Even those are types of conspiracies because they feel like they're conspiratorial against them, made by the machine, and the world is against them. It's also us versus them. A lot of people who buy into conspiracies are also people alienated by the by the, the normal um, normies, as the incels would call them, um, the normal class of people. Um, they're the outsider looking in, and they're looking for justification on why they're on the outside. And they're on the outside because they reject the 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 narrative of the masses in pursuit of true knowledge. Um, in pursuit of being illuminated, um, they cast themselves as a as a tortured genius, right? And uh, this this basically pairing for them this idea this basically this idea that they're the shepherd they they're on the outside, um, but they're willfully on the outside gives makes them feel more powerful. But what what really I'm gonna have to tell you is is that in order to get a clear picture, and this is, this is gonna take a lot of work. Is you have to read multiple sources. And you have to basically understand what sources are like for me personally, if I am trying to get what the raw facts of what happened, I have a very strong point of view. I'm pretty sure that everybody who listens to this podcast has a strong point of view, right? There, you guys are educated. You guys more than likely are coming from Quora, where you're like being exposed to different trains of thought, et cetera, et cetera. You don't need to read opinion pieces. So that's why things like C- CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or Breitbart or, um, or Young Turks um, that are feeding you lines to think, those are going to put you down the conspiratorial path because you have basically given your ability to formulate an opinion, you have basically cast that off onto somebody else. Um, what you want to read is AP News, right? Associated Press, BBC, Al Jazeera. Um, and even then, the, 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 you want to, want to be watchful for opinion words. You want to be watchful for words that are just opinion, where they're presenting in a light. You want to kind of stay close to the facts. You want to reject overly simplistic models for why things happen right so bill gates started corona so he can make a trillion dollars right so the guy who is literally trying to give away all of his money before he dies is trying to make a trillion dollars here's the thing that people don't understand bill gates could already be a trillionaire if he wanted to i know that sounds crazy i know that sounds insane but he could already he he, he gave away half of his wealth i think when he was at 50 billion and made he can't give away money fast enough because he just knows how to make money and he doesn't need to do it through duplicitous means or anything like that. The next thing you want to do is you want to uncover real incentives, right? Actual incentives. And this is this is where a lot of people try to look at through things through a simplistic prism where they're like, person make wants to make more money, right? Or like, or they they try to make things simpler than they are, right? So let's say if you're a conservative cuck, you're gonna be like, oh, um, the reason why black people commit crime is because they're black. 
right? That's what the, you know. That's you know, it's, it's it's intrinsic to blah 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 blah, right? You know, they don't look for for literally any other kind of explanation because that explanation is what easy to understand, right? Very hard to be like this is a multi-causal thing that crime in the black community mirrored crime in the white communities up until 1970 that there's a crack epidemic, et cetera, et cetera which increased crime, gang culture, all of these other things, mass incarceration, right? They're, they're not going to look for that because that's a complex answer. They're going to look for a simple answer that justifies their worldview and justifies why they're better than somebody, but why they might not be in the situation that they want to be in. And so you want to look for a multi-causal reason, right? You want to look for proportionality and assign proportionality to things. Right. And you want to there's an Einstein quote where it says. Have things be in their simplest form, but no simpler. And a conspiracy theory, the problem with them, a lot of them is, is that they are actually too simple, even though they seem convoluted. Something can be con <laughs> something can be both convoluted and too simple at the same time. Um, what is likely now, how do you determine a real conspiracy, a real um, something that's actually a conspiracy, something actually that's conspiratorial against groups? Well, usually it's not a multi-step thing, right? Like, for example, the Repu Republican Party are conspiring in the United States to get rid of Social Security. They're conspiring to get rid of any type of socialized health care. They're conspiring to get rid of public transit. Um, this is... I'm saying this not because they hide it, but because those are, those are their platforms. And um, th that's a conspiracy that is real, that affects millions of lives. And that's something that you can do something about. And that's the kicker. If you say Bill Gates is a fucking horrible person and start a coronavirus, you can play like you're helpless. You can be like, well, what can I do? Bill Gates is a billion billionaire and I'm just a little old me. Right? But when it comes down to county elections, sheriff elections, aldermen, congressmen. I mean, you know, I know that a lot of you guys are li listening from abroad. A lot of you guys are listening from India. A lot of you guys are listening from UK. The political machine in your local area can be affected by you. That is actually something you can take responsibility for. In part. And the thing is that you want to focus on. Isn't so much. How you are powerless. But where you have power. You know I'm going to make a TikTok today. It's about. Um, follow me on TikTok guys. Um, I just passed 2,000 followers on that shit. I have like 75,000 likes. Or maybe actually 80,000 by now. Been trying to grow that over the thing, but um, is that Disney took money from the government that was meant for them to keep their workers hired and then furloughed all their workers, which means they basically fired all their workers, 100,000 people, and then they wrote themselves a massive bonus check. That's a conspiracy. Right in front of your eyes. Conspiracies play out a lot sooner than a lot of these big fucking crazy things they play out right in front of our eyes
And so it might be, it might feel great to know that, like, to think that somebody has enough of a mastermind to build fake, a fake world that's flat and it's actually round. And we have this huge conspiracy around that or, or that's actually flat instead of round or that, you know, um, the government invented AIDS or whatever. What's the real conspiracy is that the government or the government willfully, willfully allows pharmaceutical companies to charge up to three to four thousand dollars a month for insulin. That's a conspiracy. That you can see in front of your fucking eyes. That's the thing is if it's too mystical and it's too fucking weird, generally it's not the truth. But the conspiracies in real life, those are fucked up or the court documents where. Bayer aspirin sold HIV infected blood to Africans and South Americans in 1990, knowingly. You can read court documents, not thrown under the table. Yeah, there's some secret shit, but the shit that that's above ground, man, that's already that's there for you to see. Um, no smoke and mirrors. And what I would what I would suggest is not to be an activist. I think activism is for the talentless. I know that sounds bad. Um, I think um, there's a time in your life to be an activist. And that was when you really are maybe like 16 through 19, maybe, you know, I'm glad Martin Luther King existed. But, you know, he, his work was made good by Thurgood Marshall's work. Um, I, don't, I, I don't believe in protest. I believe that I believe that the upper class hopes that young, talented people become protesters. And not. And I'm not, I, I hate this term entrepreneur because I think it's a shitty term. Um, I think it's a term that um, I don't think you should aspire to be an entrepreneur. I think you should happen upon being an entrepreneur because you are solving problems that make you money. So, you know, the, the, it's, it's like I it's like saying I aspire to be basketball player instead of saying like, yo, I want to be the best two guard I can be. Too general, no, you know, it's 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 not. It it doesn't help you refine your skill set. A lot of the things that you're going to read are just not going to be for your problem, and you try to solve too much stuff a priori. And if you want to know more about a priori narrative building, just listen to the podcast from a few a few times ago. But um, is to go out there, build multiple streams of income, not because it's like oh the lifestyle thing, but because so you have fewer masters. So then over time, when you build enough wealth, you can make the world as you see fit. Because the problem is, and I've always maintained this, the biggest problem in the world, excuse my, excuse me, the biggest problem in the world is that more good people aren't obsessed with making money. That the wrong people, that we shade it as something that is a bad pursuit, that is evil, avarice, gluttony, greed, Bill Gates saved 122 million lives the last decade. 122 million lives. Bought, bought over 100 million people out of poverty. Probably going to be closer to a billion people out of poverty before he's dead. Why? Was it because he was... No, because he had made enough money to make an impact and change things the way he saw fit. And I wouldn't say aspire to be with Bill Gates, but aspire to solve the problems in front of you and figure out how to make money off those problems. And as you solve more problems, as you get in that problem-solving mode, you can solve bigger and bigger conspiracies. You can take on bigger and bigger fights. You can take on bigger and bigger coalitions. And you can make the conspiratorial mechanisms of the world work for you. Rather than you try to figure out a way to make them work for you.
Because begging, begging for change rarely works, but funding it almost always does. Anyway, guys, that's all for me. Love you. Godspeed and good night. Oh, yeah, follow me on TikTok and Instagram, man. Fucking need it. <laughs> Peace.